If they're unsubscribing, that means that they are self-identifying as not a good fit for your product. They're not your ideal client. That's okay. There are people out there who are not your ideal client. If they're going to stay on your list, that's okay too, because they're going to be getting your other marketing emails. They might purchase a new product once it comes out. It just might not be the right time, but they might eventually make a purchase, right? That's the end goal. You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab an iced coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Product Power Pals podcast. Today, we're talking about the three basic email sequences you need for your shop. If you're just getting started, we have been helping a lot of our customers get their email sequences all polished and put in place, (laughs) like integrated into their email service with their website. And it's really fantastic. I love getting that set up and making it work and testing it. So I think today's episode will be really fun because this is fresh on my mind. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Before we get to the sequences, I even have the emails you should have in those sequences. We're going to talk about some general tips. I just have a few general tips about your email sequences. So one, this is important. All of the emails you send should be in your brand voice. Write these emails like you are talking to real humans that just purchased your product because that is exactly what has happened. And I notice this odd thing when I get the emails from my clients, like they send me the emails that they want to send in a Google Doc, and they don't even sound the same, like they sound so robotic. We don't want that. I don't know if it's like we think emails need to be super professional, but it really just makes your emails super boring. Keep your brand in mind. If you tend to be silly and funny with your customers and write that way, if you use, you know, phrases, you can include those introductions. Like I always say, hi, friend, when I see new like people I know, you'll hear me say that on the podcast, like use the same words and inflictions and don't be afraid to have fun. The three email sequences you need are a welcome sequence, a post purchase sequence, and your abandoned cart sequence. Now, there are a lot of other sequences you could have, and I'm going to tell you about two more that I recommend when we get to the end. But those are the main three that you need to have from the get-go. So let's break each one down, shall we? (laughs) Okay, the welcome sequence. A welcome sequence is just what you send customers after they opt in. So sometimes they're opting in for something like a coupon code because you gave them that option. Or it could be after they've made a purchase. That falls into like a gray area. So we'll talk about what to do with that in a second. But this is mostly when they've seen your pop-up or they've seen your, your sign up page on your website and they're going to sign up to get emails. If you want to learn more about email opt-ins for your store, we have done a whole episode on email opt-ins. It's episode 26 of the podcast. And one tip I will give you from that episode is that if you are offering a discount code, then you want to include that discount code on the thank you message after they sign up so that they can use the code immediately without needing to check their email or having to find whatever email it is that you sent them because there might be a delay and if they get distracted, you will lose the sale. You give them the code right away so they can just make the purchase right away. 
I had the question once, what do I do if they don't confirm their email after they've made the purchase? And the thing is, they don't have to. (laughs) If they have used the code and made a purchase right away, but they forget to confirm their email address, they're already more likely to purchase from you again because they made that initial purchase. So keep that in mind. Also, you have to think about it. Is it more beneficial for you to get a sale now or is it better for you to potentially have someone on your email list that could stay on there for a long time? The other thing is that in the United States, you don't actually have to have double opt-in if your customers are from the United States also. I feel like that's another gray area and not something I want to get into, but there's ways around it if you are concerned about that. But the other thing I would say is, what if they just purchase? That's okay too. Okay, so give them that code right away. Back to welcome sequences. The welcome sequence is a series of emails that are going to introduce new subscribers to your business. There are a billion different theories on how many emails you should send and how often, and I will not claim to be an email expert. I know how to set up the tech. I know how to design cute emails. What to say is not my cup of tea or preferably iced coffee. But my opinion is I think at the minimum you need to send at least five emails and I like to space them out over a few days. So I might send the first one today, the next one tomorrow, and I might wait two days to send another one. The first email in the sequence is the one that delivers the freebie or the coupon code or whatever. I think this is a great place to give a little insight to your business. It doesn't need to be long or wordy. You just want to deliver the thing they are waiting for so they get it quickly and just give them a hint of your business. You might include a GIF and says like, here's the free thing you asked for or however you want to do it. Just keep that first email simple. Use your brand voice, of course. The second email is where you get to introduce yourself or your company a little bit more and let them see what makes you special. You want to include the coupon code again, because if they have gotten distracted, we want to make sure we give them that coupon code every email in the welcome series so that they're more likely to do it because some people have to be reminded over and over. Okay, so you're going to tell them a little bit about your company, maybe a short paragraph or two small paragraphs and a couple of pictures. Introduce your business as you would to a room full of strangers, like tell them the basics that they need to know. Like I said, I would send email number one on day one, then I'd send email number two on day two. For email number three, I'd probably wait till like day five, just to space them out a little bit. We don't want to be super annoying with our emails. But on day three, I would include a few customer reviews. We're going to give them that coupon code again. Use this opportunity to sell them on your product by telling them what other people love about it. So you can say, Julie sent me this feedback and she said this about our product. Or here's a picture of Joe and Marla when they got engaged, if you're selling engagement rings. Using your social proof and what other people are saying is going to help them to see how it can fit into their life as well. The fourth email is why your product matters. And this is where you can get a little deeper. So if we sent email number three, I know this is getting a little complicated, on day five of the sequence, I would probably wait till like day six or seven. You want to space this out a little bit because we don't want to send too many emails back to back to back to back. So I would maybe wait an, like an additional 24 to 48 hours. But the fourth email is where you can get a little bit deeper. You talk about why your product matters. And this is where you can share those deep layers of your business. Is your product eco-friendly? Do you support charities with your product or your revenue? 
I think the fourth email gives you that final push to really show this potential customer that their product aligns with their lifestyle and why it's going to matter, why they want it in their life. So then email number five of the sequence, the final email will be just a final like here's that coupon code, follow us on social media, the end, keep it light, keep it breezy. I feel like if they haven't purchased by the fifth email, it's either not a good fit, so they're not going to make a purchase, or it's not the right time for them and they need more time. So you can give them that coupon code one more time and then tell them about other places where they can follow you to stay top of mind. At this point, they're going to self-select which way they're going to go. They will be like, eh, I'm not going to buy from these guys ever and unsubscribe, which is fine. Or they will just go into your part of your normal email list, which you're emailing on whatever consistent basis you're emailing once a week, twice a month. It doesn't matter. Either way, this is good. If they're unsubscribing, that means that they are self-identifying as not a good fit for your product. They're not your ideal client. That's okay. There are people out there who are not your ideal client. If they're going to stay on your list, that's okay too, because they're going to be getting your other marketing emails. They might purchase a new product once it comes out. It just might not be the right time, but they might eventually make a purchase, right? That's the end goal. So that's a basic five email sequence for your welcome sequence. It takes place over about like seven or eight days. It keeps things really simple. It reminds them of this free gift you're giving them, especially if it's like a coupon code and they haven't used it yet. Make sure your free gift coupon codes, if you mean it to be one per customer, just make sure that it says that. Then they just roll into the sequence of all your regular emails. Okay, so then we go into the post-purchase thank you sequence. This sequence is a little more complicated because some emails are coming from Shopify. Some of the emails I'm going to share with you are coming from maybe an app that you're using. However, you can customize these to sound more like your brand. In Shopify, you can change the colors of buttons. You can actually code the whole email, but that's quite complicated. And some of these are from the app. This sequence is a little bit longer. It's seven emails. The first one happens when they make a purchase. When you just say, thank you for your order. Shopify sends this out automatically. It says, thank you for your order. Here's your confirmation. Here's the receipt. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything more than that. Email number two, it says your order has shipped. This happens automatically. Also, when you ship an order or you mark as fulfilled, it tells the customer your order has been shipped. Make sure that you are actually checking that box when the order leaves your house and not like just because you've printed the label because it can be frustrating for customers when they get their order marked as fulfilled, but it doesn't leave your fulfillment center for like seven days. That's very frustrating. So make sure you're actually checking the box when it leaves your place. But your email has shipped. You're good to go. Okay, so then there's email three and email four, which these come directly from Shopify. One is it says your order is out for delivery. And then it says your order has been delivered. Now, I think that these emails are optional. You could either have one or the other. You don't really need to have both. I have noticed that most people do have both. It's not that big a deal. If you want both, just leave them. That's the default setting in Shopify. It's not a big deal. I do think it's a little much, but it's not a big deal. Those emails are coming straight from Shopify. So see, half the sequence is done and it's easy. Email number five is not from Shopify. Email number five would be an additional temp or info that they might need 
to make their purchase more successful, to make it a win for them. I love these emails, but not enough shop owners are taking advantage and actually doing these. It's just an email that's sent a day or two after the customer receives their product with a short note that tells the customer a little tidbit about the product or reminds them to actually use the thing. A couple examples, you could say, hey, did you know that all of our bags are machine washable? So I just got my bag. I've been using it for two days. Now you remind me, oh yeah, it's machine washable in case my kid spills on it. Or you could say, here's a few ways to style the product you bought. Or check out our blog for design inspiration and we'll show you how to pick a rug that goes with these curtains you just bought. Another common one that I would love to see if you have a jewelry business Put your jewelry care after the I've purchased. Remind me why I shouldn't wear my jewelry in the shower or when I'm working out or anything like that. Because I know a lot of my jewelry clients will have those pages on their website, but I've already forgotten about that before while I'm wearing it. So send that in to me in an email after I've purchased <laughs> so that I'm reminded of how to care for the piece I just purchased. I had a client that I worked with last year who sells candles and she's always reminding customers to trim the wicks before they burn the candle. That would be great to include in the sequence. I know some of you are thinking, but I include that in the packaging. But once I get the order, I'm so excited that I forget what's in the packaging or maybe I set it aside and don't look at it for another couple of weeks and I've forgotten. But if you send me that email, I'll be like, oh yeah, I need to trim the wick before I melt my candle. These types of emails are golden when it comes to supporting your customers and making a lasting impression. It's just one email after they've made a purchase and it goes a long way. So the sixth email from that sequence would be asking your customers for a review. Now this will usually come from your review app. You probably know I love Stamped.io. I've talked about it on the podcast a ton. It's my favorite review app. You just set up that app so that it sends the email a couple of days after the customer should have received their order and it will send the email for you. So it's important to note that the app, if you're looking at Stamped.io, the app actually determines the date from the day the order was marked as fulfilled. This is another reason you don't want to mark orders as fulfilled until they leave your facility. But if it takes five days for your order to arrive at your customer's house, you need to account for those days when you're thinking about this email. You don't want customers to get this email early because it's obnoxious. It's really obnoxious. This happened to me once. I purchased a tiny little product and I started getting daily requests to review the product immediately. And it was really annoying. And by the time I actually got the product, I was so annoyed that I just never wrote a review. It's better to ask for the review a couple of days or even a couple of weeks after they've gotten the product and have been able to use it than to ask for it too early. So set your email at like 14 days or 21 days or somewhere in between, wherever it makes sense for your business. Keep an eye on it. Don't be afraid to change that day number of days as time goes by, as we're seeing shipping delays, things like that. Okay, the seventh email and final email in this post-purchase sequence would be a review reminder if they didn't write one yet. This also comes from the review app. I really believe you should only send two emails max for a review. Anything more, I think, is overkill and it's obnoxious, especially the shops that are asking for reviews every single day. I don't like it. And that being said, if you want to try asking, 
more times. Like if you want to send a 30 email, don't let my opinion stop you. Just keep track of the data. Do most of your customers write their review on the second reminder or the third reminder? Or does nobody write a review by the third reminder? If you're seeing that kind of data, use that to your advantage. So that's a quick post-purchase email sequence. You don't have to do much of it. Like you can automate six and seven. The first ones are automated through Shopify. It's that fifth email that you can really take advantage of with your customers. Super simple post-purchase sequence. Then you got your abandoned cart reminders. These are really common. I'm sure you know what they are. An email goes out a few hours or an hour after someone has put something in their cart and they didn't actually check out. So the sequence is usually one or two emails max to remind someone, hey, you didn't actually buy this. (laughs) Did you want to? And you can have fun with these. Like I have seen some really fun ones. You really just want to remind people why they wanted to purchase from you in the first place. And sometimes these emails will will include a discount. That's totally up to you. If you want to offer a discount or free shipping to entice customers to finish the purchase, it is not required. You do not have to do that. It's totally a personal preference thing. Use your discretion. If you are using Shopify, you can turn this setting on so that it just sends one cart reminder email out for you. It's usually not quite enough. If you want more emails, you can install apps and there's a ton of different apps for this, but you can also use your email service. (laughs) That's what I usually like to do because I don't really care for adding a bunch of apps if I don't need them. And since I already have an email service, I would just use that app. Clavio has this built in. They're really easy to set up. So you just want to remind people, hey, you didn't actually buy this. Did you still want this? We're saving it for you for an hour or however you want to word it. Like I said, words are hard. I can just do the tech. (laughs) But you definitely want to have this sequence turned on because it can bring back customers. If you're really strategic with your abandoned cart sequence, it can increase your orders substantially because people do get distracted, especially in 2021. Like there is a bajillion things going on in our lives. And so they're going to get distracted. They're going to forget to check out when they meant to. Or they're going to like not have their credit card on them and they'll think, oh, I'm going to get up and get it. And then they get distracted. Okay, so this episode is really just about those three basic sequences to get you started off on the right foot. However, there's two more that I want you to consider. You also should have sequences for these two types of people. Anyone who is an affiliate, if you have created an affiliate program, you need to have a sequence for your affiliates. I have done an entire podcast episode on affiliate marketing, how to set it up, how to use it to your advantage. If you go to our website, productpowerhouse.co and search for affiliate, I'm positive you'll find it. You need to have a sequence for your affiliates telling them like how to get into their dashboard, when they're going to get paid, how to access any assets you've created for them. But you also want to keep them in the loop. Like you want to email them a few weeks before a new collection is launching so they know to include it in their own marketing materials. Definitely have a sequence for your affiliates. And the second type of segmented group that you want to have a sequence for is wholesale customers. Just like affiliates, they have different needs and wants and things they need to know for your business. So you want to have a list or a sequence that's welcoming in new wholesale customers, that's telling them where to find things, it's reminding them how to reorder, create a sequence just so that they feel welcome and they know what to do once they've come on to being one of your wholesalers. Those two sequences, one for affiliates, welcoming in new affiliates, welcoming in new wholesale customers, they're going to really help you create relationships with those people to continue 
to drive sales through those methods, through marketing, through affiliate marketing, and through your wholesale shops. Those are really important. And I think a lot of people mean to set up these sequences, but don't actually follow through and create them. So I don't want you to forget about them. Then once you've nailed down all your basics, you can start taking your sequences to the next level with like re-engaging customers that have stopped opening your emails or targeted based on things people have purchased in the past. We're not going to get into that today, but there's a lot of cool things you can do with email marketing. This is just the cherry on top. We could get layers and layers deep, but these sequences are just that little cherry on top that you need to get started. I hope you found this helpful. If you liked this episode, I would love to hear about it. You can send me an DM on Instagram. My handle is at product.powerhouse. You can also tag us if you want to share this episode to your stories. Tag us on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. It totally makes our day when we hear from our listeners. And we know that these episodes are helping you and supporting your business and helping take your business to the next thriving level, whatever that may be. Wishing you the best of luck, my friend, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.